Well, we definitely have done the build faith thing fully loaded. And I've been doing that since the beginning, making sure that there's toiletries, the kitchen stock with spices, bags, tinfoil, saran wrap, all those extras, cooking spray, flour, sugar, those kind of things. So that coffee bars we have in each of the properties. One of the things that we've done is partnered with our local Alpine chocolate house here. And we do a gift bag and we partner with them to where they kind of do a little bonus with it. So if the guests want to go back in and shop at the chocolate house, they get a special discount. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast, the show about buying, optimizing, and managing short-term rentals in the state of Michigan. Get insights and recommendations from vacation rental operators to help take your property to the next level. Are you ready to profit from your short-term rental? Let's get started. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast. My name is Tony Stancato. Here with my co-host, Jordan Painter. Today, we have special guests, Mark and Heather Jones. They own some vacation rentals up in Northern Michigan. And Mark, Heather, appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. So would you guys want to take a minute and just kind of give us a little bit of a background about you guys, maybe what you guys did prior to getting into vacation rentals and kind of where you're at today with your portfolio, where they're at? Okay. Well, we owned a couple of businesses downstate. We owned a couple of gyms. We were looking for, we were looking to potentially get in this space. We first started just by thinking about having a place for ourselves and then we'd, you know, rent it out when we weren't using it. And so we began that journey. It led us to a place in Gaylert, which we never thought we'd come this far north. We're from the Jackson area. And we okay. never want to be, you know, traveling this far north, you know, for long weekends or whatever. But it ended up being that way that we found a place that was already a rental. It had been doing all right. It was, it was modest in what it had done so far, but it had great potential. And so we went ahead and took the leap, purchased that property. Then COVID hit and we were shut down for three months, you know? And so what we did, we took that three months to work on the property, traveled up here almost every weekend and got it up to where we wanted it to be and started running it. And then it was going well. Of course, everybody was going well during COVID. So it's kind of a hard, you know, decision to make there. So we ended up, uh, once that property was, was going well, um, looking at our position and I kind of thought, you know, what we, we potentially could do this. We thought it would be like a semi-retirement gig, but that was not my plan was a semi-retirement thing if we had a couple more properties. So we ended up selling our businesses downstate. We had good businesses down well. And then we bought a property up here, another property, our second property in uh, August of 2020. And then a third property in May of 2021. So we moved up here, what was it, two years ago? fall of 2021, we moved up here so that we could manage them full-time. And so that's pretty much what we do now. We just have these three properties and that's how we make our living. That's awesome. So you guys own three in Gaylord. Do you guys, did you guys buy another house in Gaylord for yourselves? And then you guys managed the, those three or what does that kind of look like? Exactly. The second house we, we purchased up here that we thought would be a, a decent rental ends up being the one that we live in. And because 
after, I mean, to be honest, where this is still, I think this industry is still the wild, wild west. I'm not sure that anybody's got it nailed down yet. And so uh, we're learning as we go. And so the attributes that this house has, which are awesome, probably wouldn't make the greatest rental from the check boxes we now have, you know, that we want to be checked off when we're looking at a property. So what we did is we decided, well, we're just going to live in that one and manage the other ones. They're all, all three of them are within, what, a 12-minute drive. Well, that makes it easy. From us, yes. Easier. It's never easy. No, it's not easy. I'll tell you, my semi-retirement thing, that was, that was stupid. That didn't work out at all. Yeah, oh, working twice as hard. Well, not twice as hard. I'm not going to say that. It's still, it's a nice gig. We, yeah, we enjoy it, but I am busier than I thought we'd be. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, also talking with Heather, I thought it was a great story and I thought it would be worth touching on here. So when you guys started, you guys didn't start managing yourself, right? You guys originally had a property manager or like one of the big five property managers that was managing it, or at least helping with managing it, correct? Yes, we used Evolve. It kind of came with the house, the first house we purchased. The previous owners were using Evolve, so that's kind of how we got into it. And they just, we progressed with them for the next two properties until we thought we were ready to go off on our own, which we decided to do a few months ago. Gotcha. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, I think the same week that you had told me that you guys left Evolve and some of the intricacies of why you thought making that leap was was necessary. Um, got a very similar message from somebody probably an hour north of Grand Rapids and they were on the water. I think a lot of your properties are either close to the water or on the water as well, right? One is. One is, okay, yeah. And so he's on the water and he was saying, yeah, I used Evolve and I was booked up every weekend and, you know, it, but very minimal in the off season, but he was booked up every weekend in the summer. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like you have a waterfront property in Michigan uh, and you're only getting bookings on the weekends, something's wrong here, you know? And I, I just thought it was interesting that I could look back at your message of sounds like Evolve has some, I don't know, some strict rules about how bookings coming in and just not not being able to maximize the occupancy necessarily from that. And that's kind of what led you guys to make the leap yourself, right? Yeah. Evolve has no flexibility with like two days or three days or five days or four days, no discounts if you offer a week. So we realized we were restricted because we noticed other lake properties in the area were booked full time and we were only getting weekends. And as we started researching here, we're like, we got to go. This is yeah. parking. So yeah. how does that yeah. how, do, how does that work for them? They only allow one booking per week, or like what what does that restriction on their side kind of look like? At what least for you, do, what they do is they restrict. If you set a minimum, they'll allow you to set your minimum night stay. But whatever you set that is, first of all, you've got to pick a number. So it's two nights, or it's three nights, or it's four nights. But what it is, then it turns into a global change, and it won't change again until you want to change it back. So for example, what we would run into is, you know, during slower times, we'll say, hey, we'll go down to a two night stay. And that's great. Well, then call us in the spring when you want to raise it or, you know, for the summer, we don't want a two night stay. 
But for example, it would show a two night stay. So somebody theoretically could book in November for a July stay for two nights. And so that was a real issue for us, the, the limitation there. Because once we changed where during the week, we could offer, you know, a two night stay for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for example, a three night stay Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all of a sudden our booking calendar started to fill up. Yeah. And I thought it was amazing when like she had basically said that when you guys, you guys went from like having a lot of availability and then when you moved from Evolve, it almost went like just gangbusters and you guys really stepped up that occupancy, right? Yes. Yes. The, we changed over, I believe it was the end of July, beginning of August. And again, only weekend bookings. And as soon as we opened up that calendar, we immediately went to booking during the week, booking on the weekends. I feel like the last three months, we've had a ton of one-day flips where we're just turning around in and out with guests. We've never had that. It's it's crazy. It's great, but we've That's never awesome. had that in the, the few years we've been with Evolve. The other interesting thing, Tony, is that it we also, for that property for whatever reason, now it's a small property. Our lake property is a small property. It's just a little cottage. It's a great little cottage, but it's a small footprint. We would hardly ever get week bookings. Yep. Awesome. And just this month alone, we have back-to-back -back week bookings. And we never wow. had that until we made that switch. So I don't know how that... But we were able to offer a discount on our own. Well, that's where true. You can't necessarily do that with Evolve. So we yeah. can kind of control the prices a little bit better. Yeah. It sounds like... Yeah, like that would be difficult to really offer that level to to each person that would seem like so it's interesting when you mentioned you your first one was already a rental and it was managed how did you make the decision that you could do better what was what factored into that what did you use to calculate uh those projections well did we could manage them better on our own yeah well no even before you even bought the first one you said the numbers were Kind of oh. soft or great. How did you make that decision and how did you calculate the numbers with confidence that you'd be able to do better than, than was previously done? I don't know. This is fit for air, but it's more balls than brains. Oh, I think great. a lot of the answer. <laughs> Frank, I mean, we've been in business. Well, since I'm 20 years old, Heather was right along with me then. And Everything has always been a, you can't steal second with your foot on first kind of a thing, you know? And so when we looked at it, if it did the same, if we didn't do anything to it and it just performed the same, it would have paid its bills. So there was very little risk with regard to that. And so we just saw a tremendous amount of potential in it. And the more we learned about Gaylord, we knew nothing about Gaylord. When we came up and we first saw the town, when we came out to look at the property and we first drove through the town, we fell in love with the town. First of all, we didn't know it was so charming. We didn't know anything about it. We didn't know its history. And then we looked more into the, you know, the vacation aspect of it, because one of the things that we wanted is, is if we're going to get into this business, well, we have to have properties, which are in vacation destinations. You know, I mean, not many people, we're not going to do it in Jackson, Michigan. Not many people are coming down to see the cell block seven, you know, museum at the prison. So. Yeah, seeing family. Girl. <laughs> seeing, yeah. yeah, seeing family. Exactly. So anyway, so that was number one is we wanted to have that. And so when we find, you know, that coupled along with, oh, it's got, you know, there is a downtime, but golf is huge up here. Skiing and traveling up here is huge. Where our properties are minutes. I mean, literally minutes from Otsega Resort, Treetops Resort, 
if they want to ski in Boyne, it's a 30 minute drive, maybe. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of people to come in and they travel to Boyne. So anyway, there's, there's a year round opportunity there, you know, for us to capitalize on. It's not so seasonal. So we like that aspect of it. And I think the guy that had it before our first property, he was, it was, it was really raw. Like if you saw the before and afters, there wasn't much put into it. If you know what I mean, it yep. was a pretty bare property. And we just thought, well, if we, if we dress it up a little bit, the place had a ton of charm to start with. It's an A-frame uh, overlooking the valley. If uh, we cabined it up a bit, you know, I, I think we'd, we'd gain some more eyeballs and, and it worked. That's awesome. Do you guys have uh, some favorite amenities that you like to have at each property or is every property a, uh, a little bit different? We tend to like hot tubs here in Southwest Michigan. I don't know if you guys have any of those or... You know, what are, what are your must-haves uh, at the properties? All of our properties do have hot tubs. That was key. The, the first house came with one, and the next two, we made sure we added hot tubs. The first house came with one with a giant crack in the bottom of it. Yeah, we oh, nice. replaced that. Replace it. All of our hot tubs have gazebos over them with the lights for that charm, the look in the pictures. And then oh, our nice. A-frame has an in-house sauna that seats six. So that's oh. a pretty big draw. The big People one. love yeah. it. They always leave it in the comments how much they enjoy it. And then views. What's real important, we made sure we picked unique properties that have views so that they're not just there to stay in the house, but to have the experience of the house. We've actually had guests that we saw when they arrived in the camera. One lady started crying because the one cabin looks like a charming little cottage that you would see in a fairy book tale. It just has that look. When you say views, what does that mean in your area? What are the views of? Well, our A-frame has valley views. It butts up to the back of Otsego Resort. So you can barely see through the tops, the ski resort, but it's very secluded in the trees. It feels like you're in a tree house. Our lake cottage is very secluded as well, but has beautiful views. And then our large property is on a golf course, right on the fifth green. So you have a huge deck, great views off the deck. Our golf enthusiasts love it because they can just sit there and watch the golf action all day. I would assume we, we've been very reluctant to buy anywhere where there's associations, but I would imagine up there, and, and that the reason is because they're so restrictive towards short-term rentals. Have you found up there, because that's such uh, a big part of the economy and the draw, that that's not a, a big issue? Well, we have, our golf house is, is in Mishaway, which is a resort community. And since the time that we've been up here, what does it mean? How there's doubled or tripled? In rentals, oh yeah, short-term rentals, just in the time we've been up here. So I don't think it's 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 a very it's an accepted and part of the culture with regard to this community. Our lake house, on the other hand, it was fine when we were in there. They weren't crazy about having rentals. They had had rentals before. They weren't crazy about them, but they tolerated them, and we were going along just fine. And then one was put in right into kind of a fishbowl area of the lake on a cove there. And it's a bigger property and it was attracting a lot of partiers and not so, enough parking, which is a big thing. Not parking, parking is important. And so anyway, what ended up happening is we, they started then to say, Hey, we've got to manage these rentals. And they did pass a, they still, they couldn't ban us all together, but they're regulating us now, <clears throat> now to where we have to have a permit, pay for a permit. And there is a variety of other things that come along with it. So they're more regulating it. 
Yeah, that's good. It's better, better. I'd, I'd rather have regulation than uh, termination, which is what some of the townships have done. So that's good that they're, they're not just being strong handed and keep closing you down. So exactly, exactly. So now that you guys have kind of taken over the property management yourselves, is there a certain tech stack that you guys are using? Is there, are you guys using like a property management software, dynamic pricing, anything like that? Yeah, we use Price Labs, which has been great. As far as other platforms that we use, we use Hospitable. And, you know, I've heard people talk about how, oh, I started with Hospitable and moved on to other things. And that's cool. They work great for us. I mean, I'm not, we're not the techiest people in the world. I'm closer to 60 than I am 50. And it's just not my bag, but uh, it works great for us. And the communications work well. The calendar sync seems to work great. We've had no issues so far. I'm not, and with, with regard to that. Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty much how we're doing it. Nice. Yeah. Hospitable is a great platform. I mean, it, the experience, the, the user experience on there uh, is really uh, good, easy, easy to use all that stuff. So definitely a, a good platform to check out. What about the wildest PG guest story? You know, have you guys had some interesting stays over the years sounds like you guys have been in uh, roughly four years ish yep yep about that oh, what were you saying well we had a guest cut down one of the trees to use for firewood oh. with a chainsaw which we thought was no, odd who brings a chainsaw on vacation yeah probably our golf yeah. house property has wow. had the uh most issues with people thinking it's okay to play soccer out on the yeah. golf course or remote control cars out on the golf course. And there are a lot of neighbors. I mean, it's still somewhat private with a lot of trees, but the neighbors see it and they let the association know. So that's been yeah. a bit challenging. Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys doing any type of unexpected extras for people with, with, while they're staying there? Or what does that look like for, you know, gift packages or anything like that? Before we go that route, how did you handle the, you cut down my tree story? Well, so it's in a, it's a wooded lot. I mean, you could cut down five trees and not know one was missing. The only okay. reason we knew it is that it was laying across you where the fire pit area is. So we didn't hide the evidence very well. You know, one of those things, are you going to, are you going to complain? If we complain about different things, what's to be gained? I mean, the, the stay is over the, I don't know. So in a lot of instances, we just eat it. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Got a little more sunshine on the yard. You're, you know, that's, from oh, that's right. And, and we got a new thing to put in our letter, our welcome letter. Don't go down trees. Don't go down trees. Yeah. I thought we just won't do that. It's one of those things when you're signing a contract and you look at it and you read like, why in the heck would that have to be in the contract? Well, some idiot did it once. That's why. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So back to Jordan's question, you know, on the hospitality side. Is there, what's kind of the, the extras or the little extras that you guys do for your guests that just kind of um, give them wow effects? Well, we definitely have done the build faith thing fully loaded. And I've been doing that since the beginning, making sure that there's toiletries, the kitchen stocked with spices, bags, tinfoil, saran wrap, all those extras, cooking spray, flour, sugar, those kind of things. So that coffee bars we have in each of the properties. One of the things that we've done is partnered with our local Alpine Chocolate House here. 
and we do a gift bag and we partner with them to where they mm-hmm. kind of do a little bonus with it. So if the guests want to go back in and shop at the chocolate house, they get a special discount. discount. Oh, and nice. that's worked really well. Has the chocolate shop seen people go in and buy some extras when they're in town? Yes, they have. They've actually, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. They've mentioned that, oh yeah, we saw your guests came in and said that they were staying and we knew it was, because she knows, the lady that runs it knows that we come in every week to buy these gift bags for the properties. So she knows that when the guests come in, a lot of times she'll find out that they're from our properties. That's we also awesome. work with a local baker. And if we know it's a special occasion, whether it's a birthday anniversary, we have a local baker that will do special cupcakes or cake pops or so forth so that we can offer that when a guest comes. Awesome. Yeah, we stayed at a place where there was, I think it was fresh made bread and then jam with it. And I mean, she turned the butter into like a rose, looked like a rose or something. But I'll tell you, just those small things and even the local things just really make all the difference when uh, you're going to stay at a place. So. Sounds like you guys are definitely doing that. Absolutely. So yeah, what, where are you guys? Are you guys looking to add more, or are you guys um, are you guys good with what you got right now? Sounds like obviously a little more work than maybe originally anticipated, especially now that you got the reins completely away from evolved. So yeah, if you guys find the right one, are you guys looking to add another one? No. I'm no? open. I'm still looking. Yes. I'm always looking, but. The three keep us busy because we do handle, he handles all the maintenance, hot tub. I do all the laundry, the prep for the cleaners. And then I do a final walkthrough. And between the three houses, it keeps us pretty busy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so we're not, I'm not looking to do more. I was looking to do less the entire time I was looking to do less. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a blessing the way things have worked out. But because we do manage them ourselves and they're right here to where we can always put our best foot forward with regard to making sure that the cleaning's where we want it to be and everything's set up. It, t- it takes more time than what one might think. And I'll tell you the other thing is that the third one, I don't know how that worked out. It's like if you had two dogs and you had a third and the third dog just creates a whole new energy. The three is way more than the two as far as time consuming. And I don't, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> you would think it would just be, oh, we'll just be duplicate this and it won't be that much more. No, it's yeah. Really- was the third one, the, uh, I think you mentioned like a, a bigger property. Was the third one the bigger one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The yes. third one. Can is- sleep at 18 to 20. Yeah. Wow. And it, it can be a handful in the summertime, especially when you get 16, 18 golfer guys coming for the weekend. Yeah. A lot of laundry. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Load we, and loads. We had 16 or 18 people there a couple of weeks ago and we put in, we ended up putting in the instructions, just leave the beds as is the cleaning crew will take care of the beds. Well, I don't know. They must've, I don't know where they came up with the idea. They stripped all the beds. Every- we went in the laundry room, which you probably would a 10 by 10 area, the laundry. It was piled to the ceiling. They it's- put everything. I mean, it's towels, unbelievable bedspreads, everything was piled. That That's was wild days to catch up on. A uh, couple more quick questions. So in terms of the off season, it sounds like you guys have quite a bit of stuff going on up there too. So, I mean, is the off season like 
Do you still get a lot of three-day bookings? Seems like people that ski would like to come up for call it Thursday night and then stay till till Sunday. And then the other question would just be, it's probably hard to say with you guys moving away from you ball, but like how did this year look compared to to last year? So well, yeah, it is a little too early to say that. I will say that our first and we, we moved just one property. We moved our lake house over first. We thought, well, we'll just see. We'll test the waters. And that went so well that now they're all over. But the other two have only been over there for, what, maybe six weeks? But still, we're, we're taking bookings. We're working up well as far as what the percentages are as compared to others. Are We seem to be a, a bit ahead of the chains in that regard. So, well, yeah. And then, and then the off season in terms of the off season up there, I know Southwest Michigan, we stay pretty booked up on weekends only. We basically go from like every day to weekends only. Is it similar up there? Do you guys, it, it does seem like maybe you guys would get a lot more three-day bookings just with like skiing and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we book really well. Actually, November, December, we've already, most all of our properties are full for the latter part of December. And then into January, I think our one house is completely full for January already. The slowest season is the mud season up here, which is the end of March when skiing stops till May when golfing starts. That's kind of our really slow season. We, in the past year, stayed booked. Last year was the first year we kind of noticed it was a little bit slower. So yeah. when you we say fully, fully booked in January, what does that mean? I mean, does that mean like, 80, I think 80% occupied. I think the golf Yeah, we're golf probably pretty close with a, yeah, our golf house, our big property is probably that That's every all. weekend. Well, one, I mean, we had one guy book like damn near two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that helped. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say. Yeah. For Janu January, usually January and February are pretty decent if it's not. And we're going to notice a little bit more now that because of the flexibility being away from a bowel that yeah. people get more midweek and weekends. But because of the ski season up here, we tend to to stay definitely booked on the weekends. We do have a few couple of like four or five day bookings. Gotcha. One last question. Where would you say most of your guests are coming from? Is it Grand Rapids, Detroit, Traverse City? That's a great question. They come from all over. I mean, we get Indiana, Chicago. Detroit area. And of course, Grand Rapids, Grand yes. Rapids. Yeah, a lot from the Detroit area, you know, suburbs. That's awesome. And what would you say, what would you say, like, you, are you guys on Virgo and Airbnb or are you guys only on one? We're on both. Which one actually drives more bookings for you guys? Is it Verbo or Airbnb? For us up here, it's always been Airbnb. See, that's interesting. We can... we're, working, we're working with another person that is in that area and 80% of his bookings come from Verbo. And I'm like, in my mind, that just uh, boggles me because 80 to 90%, I feel like, of our bookings come from Airbnb. Um, so I, I was just curious if it's like a, a Gaylord thing or what, yeah, just trying to figure out why most of his bookings are coming from from Verbo. So, yeah, we're the opposite of that. I'd say 80% of ours come from Airbnb. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we'll have to dig in and, and see what we can come up with there. But hey, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast, sharing your your insights, your journey, the listeners. If anyone wanted to book 
a stay up in Gaylord with you guys, where, where's the best place for them to go? Our website is sunshinenorthvacays.com. Awesome. We'll make sure we link that in the show notes. And if nothing else, thanks for coming on. Thank you for well, having us. Thank you us. for having us. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank All right. You. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you get a chance, please go over to your podcast player of choice. Leave us a review. We appreciate those that have already taken the time to do so. It just helps us get discovered by more people in that platform. And if you're not on the email list yet, go over to michigan-shorttermrentals.com. Get on the email list. You're going to see it right there on the homepage. And you're going to get four very valuable emails. One's going to be a list of 650 zip codes where we've already analyzed a address and have projected revenue for that address. So you can kind of filter those and see which one has the best projections out of those 650 zip codes. And then you're going to get a furnishing calculator. So you'll get a number or how much does it cost to furnish a four bed, two bath with a hot tub and a ping pong table. And you can use that to really project out your return on investment there. And then also a property grading tool. So you're going to be able to plug in some information like yard size, number of neighbors, amenities, the cost of the property and the projected revenue. And it's going to kick you out a letter grade. So our properties are letter grade B. So if it's B or an A, it could be a good property to pick up. If it's less than that, you might really want to think about, is it going to be a good property? And make sure you connect with Jordan Pater and Tony Stancato on LinkedIn. Send us a connection request there and we'll make sure we accept it. And we'll talk to you later.